On another episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we get to talk Marvel Cinematic Universe. That is right, I am Groot is finally on Disney+. Plus. Six very wholesome episodes. We are going to talk about that and more right after these ads we have no control over. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for Animation Deliberation. A conversation and a celebration. Of a favorite action animated series, yeah, I am Groot. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Animation (laughs) Deliberation, where we take action animation seriously, but clearly not too seriously. We are your hosts, I am Zuhara Lee. And I am, I was almost going to say Groot, Uh, I'm Steve (laughs) Rogers, no, I am Andrew Rogers. I'll get it right eventually here. (laughs) So I got to be on Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast to talk about this as an instant reaction. And that's exactly what me and Matthew Carroll did. He was like, I am Groot. And I was like, I too am Groot. Uh, and then we decided that I am Zoot just to make the differentiation <laughs> between of the two course. of us. So yeah, that was fun. There's always crazy things that you can do with my nickname. So welcome back, listeners. And for those of you who are very particular about listening to Marvel and DC content from us. Here is our Marvel content because Marvel seems to be throwing in a little sprinkle of animated stuff here and there, and we are all for it. So getting right into it, not necessarily six episodes. It's technically six five-minute movies because it wasn't like five episodes of a season. What did you think of these little shorts from Groot? Yeah, shorts is exactly the word that I want to use. They were so reminiscent of the early Pixar shorts or the shorts that you would see like before a Pixar film. And that's exactly what they felt like. They had that same level of spirit. You didn't expect a character to talk. You, you know, maybe the occasional I am group. But besides that, it was just this way of having beautiful animation on the screen. You were captivated the whole time because they weren't that long. You wanted to know what wordless adventure you were going to go along this week. <laughs> it was just so perfect, cute and quaint. And it felt so homey and so much like a love letter, both to the MCU, but again, to these old you know, cartoons and shorts. Like it felt like I was watching a Tom and Jerry or a Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> again. It was just, I don't know. I love the energy that they brought to it because as many of the listeners may know, I wasn't that excited going into this. I was like, yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. I'm not the biggest fan of Groot. In my opinion, this is Groot's best showing. I absolutely adored these. They were so much fun. Like we didn't know if we were going to talk about this or not today because Zuhair already talked about it on the MCU cast. And I was like, I kind of have things to say. So let's <laughs> let's jump in and do it because I, I thought they were awesome. Yeah, so one sentiment that I did share one thing that you said that I like, and that is the the Pixar shorts, because they are just their own individual little stories that are just very wholesome, very lovely. Like, there's times where it's like, you know what, I need something good to watch, and I just watch like a collage of them. And some of them are actually based off of Pixar properties like Mike's new car. Like, that's not something we needed, but the little five minutes of Mike trying to figure out how to work his brand new car (laughs) is just like amazing. Right. So this definitely captures that essence very well. And then in regards to the animation style, like one of the biggest things that we talked with, uh, with Matt was that like, we're used to seeing very well done CGI characters in live action. It's insane 
because there's no humans in this, seeing how they're able to do animation to look as real as possible, it I, everything yes. was just stunning and super detailed and very lifelike and really incredible to watch. Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna warn y'all. I'm pulling out my soapbox right now. There's some big thoughts on this there's been a lot of discourse going on obviously right now with marvel and you know what is going on with their vfx uh the she hulk trailer was a big point of contention there for a while and is a great example of you know what happens when we are trying to blend cgi vfx all of these different things and i think this was a perfect example of what so many people have a problem with and it's this blending of real world and fake world and this just took away all of that. Every single set piece was totally, you know, done from the ground up digitally. So Groot didn't have to be superimposed on a real set. So it just suddenly put you into this beautiful world where they could do anything they wanted. They didn't have to worry about color matching. They didn't have to worry about lighting being off. Everything was just so flawless, so perfect. It was just absolutely amazing because you didn't have to be taken out of the real world because you were never there to begin with i just uh, i absolutely could not be more blown away than what they did because they announced it was going to be you know real to life animation and none of us knew what that meant i wasn't expecting this quality of you know animation to come out the one episode i can't remember what the name of it was but the one where Groot takes a bath that forest was the episode is called takes a bath okay (laughs) that's the official title yes i yeah i see that now in my notes but yeah that (laughs) that one was just that forest was absolutely amazing that was bridging on avatar level which we're also probably going to talk about that movie because i want to talk about the effects there as well but like this was just loopholes loopholes i i don't know i there's been so many talks of you know how much we should be using effects this was a love letter to how well they can be put together because it was just so beautiful. Groot looked absolutely stunning in every single one of these shorts. There was not a point that it felt like he was a little weird or the color wasn't right. Or, you know, like if you look back at that dancing scene in the opening of guardians two, there's a couple times that he kind of has some shifty movement. Nope. It was perfect the whole time throughout this. And I just, uh, I love when they can play around in this sandbox because I looked it up. It was uh, Luma Studios. They have worked on a ton of other Marvel properties for VFX, but because they were able to work in their own sandbox of, again, just building everything from the ground up, it looked it looked amazing. I just can't say it enough. And if you haven't watched these, they are so whimsical. Go do yourself a favor and do it. If you're just listening and you're one of those people who only wants like the quote-unquote Marvel canon stuff, whether this is canon or not, it's never going to affect what happens in the greater MCU. Just go take like five minutes and watch one of them and laugh to yourself and have a good time. And you'll see what we're talking about. I like to think that the alien answer come for revenge one day. But yeah, just to like <laughs> stick my toe on that soapbox, you know, with all the stuff that's coming out about the artists and how stressed out they are, like I went to school with and there was an animation department. So it's like I seen firsthand like what the stress levels of these environments are like. And when people watch a trailer and the first thing is like, man, CGI looks so bad on it. It's like, well, first off, it's not done yet. And then like when you actually go into the movie and like have complaints on stuff like that, like there's so much of it that's like, I couldn't imagine that, right? Like, yeah, this actually came out of somebody's brain was on paper that said, this looks good. By the way, 
you people over here try to take this person's imagination and put it on a screen. Like, that's a pretty tall ask. We are spoiled, and we just like to complain like spoiled children is what it is. It's one of those things that's like, like, I'm glad people are getting more interested in the technicality of these things, but it's like, don't gain that interest at the expense of your imagination. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm sorry to say none of this stuff is real. Like, just sit there. Just literally just fill in the gaps with your imagination. That's all I can say. Like, all those things that you think that you want a little bit more of or think that just wasn't perfect. Like, don't let small technicalities take away from just how freaking beautiful a lot of the stuff is. And Right. It's... Yeah, it's one of those things that it comes down to at the end of the day. Consistency, in my opinion, is the biggest problem that we like to that we don't say. We just say, oh, the VFX was bad or, oh, the animation was bad. And that's why I was saying because they got to build this from the ground up, consistency was never an issue. My favorite example of this is a lot of the DCEU films. I know this is Marvel. Uh, I'm going to talk about DC for a second. Shazam. I would say the effects... We talk about DC more than anything on the yeah, show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I know the effects in Shazam, I would say, were at like 85 to 90% the entire movie. But because they stay there the whole movie, I was never once taken out of that film and was like, ooh, that doesn't look right, this isn't no. real. I just had suspension of disbelief the whole time. But you take a movie like Doctor Strange, for instance, which I have talked about, you know, there's a lot of differing opinions there were points in that movie where VFX were at 100%. It was real to life, everything perfect. But there were a couple scenes, in my opinion, that it dropped to like 60-70%. And when that happened, it just takes you out of what's going on. But at no point am I like, oh my god, it was all terrible, now this whole movie's bad. No, I know it was just this one thing kind of helped me remember it wasn't real. And it's exactly what you said, Zuhair. You have to remember it's not real. It just reminds me it isn't real, so... You know, giving these people a break, they have to do it. I could never do it. I could never do any level of editing. You have all seen my editing skills on our Instagram. It's not great, all right? I know that it's not easy to do whatever these people are doing. So I think it's always good to have a reminder of the minute we take the shackles off of whatever this is and say, go nuts and do an animated thing with VFX, this is it. They they did it right here. Yeah, this isn't... Uh starbucks and it's scene of game of thrones exactly yeah <laughs> it, it, it's that level of stuff and you know it, it's all great and we should always be appreciating whatever the positives are but this is just a perfect way to look at here's what the studio can do they have they worked on guardians one and two they worked on spider-man they worked on a ton of other marvel movies go look them up it's luma studios it's like the first one that comes up santa monica california uh when you google it their portfolio is insane and yeah this is just a showing of hey here's what we can do now let's just let's give them the time and the money to do it and actually appreciate it and also remember that you know I think it's also difference of creation. I've heard a lot of people talk about how when you watch stuff on YouTube, it gets very compressed. So like you watch a trailer for a Marvel movie, it's not going to look as good as when you go to the theater. Cause I remember a couple things in the Thor trailer that didn't look good. And I saw Thor with Zuhair in the tra- in the theater. And I have no complaints about how that movie looked. It looked phenomenal pretty much the whole way through. 
in Dolby Atmos too. In Dolby, yeah. yeah I wonder if I... we kissed up to that studio enough that we can get one of their people to in, to sit on our show to interview now. Oh my gosh! Uh, please, if anyone from Luma <laughs> is out there and wanted to talk about VFX with us or any of this stuff, obviously we would always be interested. But like, you deserve credit where credit is due for I am Groot. And on the topic of this. There is a question that I had walking out of it that I would love to get an answer for that I don't actually know whether or not Groot was hand animated or mocap. Because obviously when you're dealing with CG like this, it is a already rigged figure, which means they have like a skeleton underneath the animation for anyone out there who's not familiar. Basically, they put a skeleton in the computer and then they say to the skeleton, okay, we want you to dance this way. And then they put a shell of Groot on top of that skeleton and the skeleton and the Groot model dances like the skeleton did. When you do mocap, you essentially just put in someone's data from the actual dance to then create the dance to do it. I couldn't tell what they did for this. And I think that just is another testament to how flawless it was. But either way, it's so much talent that went into however they made Groot move. He moved so flawlessly throughout all of these shorts. The dance alone makes me think it was mocap. The dance was the one scene it did, but it felt very, like, natural, but not in a human way. And that's when it always is a question. Uh, it could be a lot of skill, because if you look at a character like Gollum in Lord of the Rings, that's a humanoid body, but not human proportion. So they had to do a lot of work to get Andy Serkis to work like that. So I just want to know, did they have, like, a guy on stilts to get the baby Groot? Dance. I just really want to think that Vin Diesel was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he did come back as well. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys talked about that on the MCU cast, yeah. but Vin Diesel and uh, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, and James Gunn made an appearance as well. He was the voice of the smartwatch that Groot put on on his head and was like, "Oh, using I think as we the knew flashlight." That. That's awesome. Yeah, in the credits, he's credited as the smartwatch, and I'm like, "Yay, James Gunn is here!" Yeah, yeah, he's so just cool. he's so much fun, but. You know, wow, we talked about him in Marvel and DC in the same week now. <sighs> James Gunn is amazing at what he does. Like, he's so intelligent in the way that he writes things. I I am not surprised at how good these quick little shorts were, knowing that he still had at least a little bit of a hand in them, because yeah. there is that perfect amount of like comedy that's not stupid, but not super smart either like it's that perfect middle ground they hit the nail on the head with every single one of these that yeah it just reminds me of the old cartoons which i know he has talked about he has so many older influences in his life for like where he gets inspiration on all of these things yeah so yeah i feel like we broke on the technicalities of this episode so much um is there anything really else you want to say about it did you have a favorite episode? How about that? Well, I'm questioning if I saw all of them. Because <laughs> I have one, two, three. I have five in my notes. Yep. And you said there were six. I must have misspoken. Okay, so there were only five. So I did see all of them. Um, It's hard not to say. I don't know. Groot's Pursuit was really good just because of the salsa dance like that was absolutely phenomenal and then the savagery of like there can only be one the minute he's just like yeah. wait you you look like me out the airlock i am groot like whoa 
Um, but I yeah, think... I was telling Matt I couldn't tell what the tipping point was if it was him saying that he was Groot when he wasn't, or when he started criticizing his dance moves and hip motions. <laughs> I have to think it was the "I am Groot," and who knows? "I am Groot." He could have said it in a way that meant something we didn't know, because only Rocket knows what Groot is, actually says. Well, Rocket and Thor, I suppose. Um, I think, however, uh, the little guy with him just building the thing and the bird, the weirdly cute, creepy bird showing up and then them knocking down the tower and then him finding the little people that he gets attacked by, but he also feeds them with a leaf from his body. There was just so much fun going on in that entire episode. I had a goofy smile on my face the whole time. So I think that one might be my favorite. I just had a weird epiphany. Go for it. So... Thor speaks the language. Yes, because he took it in high school on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Groot always says, I am Groot, but Thor always introduces him as Tree. Is his name actually Tree, but he can only say Groot? That could be... I don't know. That could be one of those weird plot holes, though, because he also introduces Rocket as Rabbit. And, like, it's just that weird Thor doesn't care kind of thing. I would love if that's the thing that everyone's just been calling him Groot because that's all he could say. But his Well, name but Rocket also tree. introduces... But Rocket introduces him as Groot. And Rocket can also very much speak the language as we know. But what if he, like, learned just from being with him as opposed to Thor who's been, like, taking classes from people who have spoken no, the language? I've got it. Here's what it is. The word Groot in the language directly translates to tree. So, so his name is just wrong, tree. No, so you're right, but it's like it could be that like, you know, he's nicknamed him Groot in the same way like English changes no matter what language or yeah, like it's different in each language. Groot is just that language for tree. So when I say at the opening we're going to talk about this and more. This is the more. This is the end. <laughs> you did not come here for this, but I'm hoping you're enjoying every bit of it. I, I have not had a chance to listen to the MCU cast yet. And I really want to know, like, what is the dichotomy of what happened yesterday with you guys just talking Marvel stuff versus me going on a technical animation rant and then us talking about the group language for five minutes? Like, how does I that mean, look as a companion piece together? That's clearly what Matt sees stuff like this coming because he said on the show, like, even though we're talking about it here, go listen to it on animation <laughs> deliberation because we talk about it in a different way. So, yeah. Uh, that is the beauty of these little, I mean, I call them loopholes, but like the crossovers between the shows, because like it essentially is different minds who focus on different things and talk about different things. And, uh, just being able to expand on all of it and just different thoughts and processes and just understanding like what other people take into account is, it's just fun. It's a lot oh, of fun. It, it is so much fun. I mean, cause you come at it from a very artistic angle very often and myself is a very technical and analytical angle so when those worlds meet we so often butt heads in the funniest ways yeah. that it's just it gives a lot of great commentary and you know i would be remiss also because there's one angle i always attack it from the music angle i think these would not have been the same shorts without the music they attacked these just like a cartoon where they said, you know, 
no one's going to be talking. So how do we portray emotion? How do we portray the feelings that are going on on screen? The music was absolutely flawless, fluid, just throughout all of these to the point that you should not have noticed. I'm sure most people who watch these didn't pick up on the music being very good because in the way old cartoons, you didn't pick up on the music either. You just had to listen to it and it was a perfect companion piece to make your brain process things differently when they saw them on screen. And that's exactly what these did. And that's why I just keep hearkening back to shorts and other just great forms of animation in the way they have always come to us. And like, I am very excited because aren't we getting five more of these at some point? Maybe. Because I think they said 10 total, and I think they said this was going to be the first drop of them. So, like, I'm very excited for when the next round comes. I don't know when that will be. I don't think they've said anything about that. But, like, yeah, give us this in the same way that we got the Baymax shorts. Give us Groot shorts. Um, if there are other characters in the Marvel Universe that need a little a little nudge, just just give it to us. Give us that fun. Yeah, I really miss the Marvel one-shots with Phil Coulson, where he would just be, like, going on these little adventures. Like, he would just go stop by a convenience store on his way to Thor's Hammer, and it happened to get robbed, so he just, like, happened to beat the crap out of people. It's just... The, the little things, like, I miss the Marvel one-shots so much. The Peggy yeah. Carter episode was so good. Um, All the stuff that happened with the... Trevor Slattery like they just they need to oh, yeah they need to stop working on series like Inhumans and making shield longer than it needed to be and just come back to these little like well-produced 15 minute bits they were great also for your music talk Daniel Lupi was the composer in case you were interested in that information oh perfect that is very good to know he did a you said Daniel or Danielle they i'll just d-a-n-i-e-l-e i'm gonna go with they did an amazing job i don't want to and it says she in the text okay so then she so she did an amazing job (laughs) um with all of those It, it it really just was so perfect it's one of those little things that again the brain doesn't pick up on until you try and do it and i was just in the mode to be picking up on all the details today if you want to know how scatterbrained I was, please listen to the Harley Quinn podcast as well. I have explained it. This is the same day, ladies and gentlemen, is it's just scatterbrain energy out of Andrew. My laptop's charged. We're ready to go. <laughs> it's but not charged. It's charging. It's, it's charging. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was all that I had to say. There was just so much to those rants going on of like, again, VFX. It's a big thing. Educating yourself is a great thing to do. A lot of the stuff that I've talked about, I have learned by educating myself, and I know I am nowhere near an expert on it, but it at least gives you so much insight as to how these things go, whether it be animation or what you're seeing on the live action screen. And it's always a great way to be able to have the conversation because I have a couple friends that despite me being an amateur when it comes to animation and VFX, because I do this podcast, I'm the most qualified person they know. When a new trailer comes out, they'll text me and be like, hey, what were your thoughts on this? And I'll give them a breakdown of, all right, this is my amateur opinion. And they'll usually say, oh, I never would have thought of, you know, they watched the She-Hulk trailer on their phone, for instance. And I pointed out to them like, hey, I read a couple articles that said it's really compressed on your phone. Watch it on your computer or TV. And they're like, oh, it does look better. I'm like, yeah, there are better scenes when you watch it on different things. But I didn't know that until I educated myself by reading the article that said that. So just 
always being open-minded, listening to what others have to say on all of these topics is just always a great way to open the conversation and make it so that the people with negative opinions aren't the loudest. I think that's the biggest thing is coming at it from a positive perspective. And if you don't have anything great to say, then just, you know, don't say it, but come at it from a place of knowledge, not ignorance, I think is uh, the biggest thing. Gray area is such a wonderful place to live in. Not everything has to be freaking amazing or absolute dog crap. You can appreciate something's attempt at something and not be fulfilled with the way that it was executed. You could think that the story was fantastic, but could have done better within its choreography or its music or its action or whatnot. Like it's okay to just have criticisms about things. And, you know, like I described the show as like, if you're having a rough week, just put it on for a couple of minutes. And I mean, it only is a couple of minutes and you'll probably get a good giggle out of it. Like, that's all it really needs to be. It doesn't have to be the greatest thing in the world. I don't have to go around like raving about how people need to watch it, but like it's an enjoyable thing. If you're an MCU fan, you'll like it. If yeah, it's just one of those things. Gray area is fine. Oh yeah. Gray area is great. And I think we appreciate that a lot more coming from a background of appreciating animation because I have seen some TV shows that I would argue the animation is bad on purpose they were just like yeah we don't want to put our all into every single scene so we're just gonna pick a style that most people would consider not polished and just run with it and when they do you don't care the whole time you're just like okay now i'm focused on the show so like you don't need it to be the best that it is the whole time no they picked a style and they ran with it and it's great because it's consistent and it's there so like, yeah, live in that gray area where you appreciate what you can or, you know, live with what you don't. Yeah. This was a quite the speechy episode. It was, but I don't know. I had that energy. You let me off the leash today. We haven't mentioned. I'm very sorry. Uh, Jay Scotty is not with us for either of the episodes this week. He, uh can't come up with a good excuse to say anything but sure go for it (laughs) i couldn't come up with a good excuse in the marvel universe he he uh, drax sent him uh looking for the soap that entire time he said he was looking for it for days so the the whole ship was on lockdown until they found that soap so jace got tired of all the rampages and went to space walmart for soap (laughs) (laughs) well they know where earth is now so do you think they just go back to earth to like get soap did they didn't even go back for a bonsai plant like they found an alien one like there's other materials to make soap that's true group made a bath bomb without going to earth (laughs) fair enough fair enough the fact that cucumber slices grow on trees on that planet was phenomenal oh yeah i was looking picked literal slices off the tree it was funny because i forgot that that was like the thumbnail image for the episode and i saw that tree i was like "Ooh, that looks like cucumber slices cucumbers sound pretty good right now and then i watched him pull them off i'm like oh they were actually meant to be cucumber slices okay that makes sense (laughs) yeah anything else you want to add no i i had too many things to say as we (laughs) very well know but uh, I'm sure there's something I forgot, as always. Well, go listen to MCU cast, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Maybe we covered it. Who knows? We did more of an episode breakdown, like we went by each one on that. So if you want more information on that, then please go check it out, Uh 
Uh, also check out our Harley Quinn coverage. That's been quite a funny show. Very entertaining to watch. Uh, finally going to watch DC Super Pets this weekend. So we'll be talking about that soon. Anime slowly creeping in, starting with Dragon Ball Super as a movie. And then we have the fall full of Demon Slayer and My Hero and Spy Family. And I'm sure I'm missing more, but... Mob Psycho I- might jump onto the list. Some weird Chainsaw Man... Oh, I Andrew forgot about Chainsaw Man. Forward that's coming out. Um, that looks so good. I'm not. I haven't watched much of Bleach, but the new final, 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 final season is coming out for that. Um, my, who knows? My, they, my time with anime is near. Yeah, they could just announce Attack on Titan season whatever part three like tomorrow, and we wouldn't be surprised. So that could just be January. Oh, did they finally give us a date? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was January twenty three. Like 2023, not January 23rd. Um, so yeah, that's all I got. Check out all the stuffs and all the socials and all the shows. And um, if you're remotely enjoying this, leave us a couple of stars, maybe five. If you can, if you don't mind clicking that far up, we won't complain. And as always, send your feedback. That's all we have for today. So tune in next time. And as always, stay whelmed. I am Groot. Muscle, muscle.